Ruben, how are we doing, sir? We're doing good. We're doing good. How are you doing on this glorious Indigenous People Day? That's true. It is that day. I'm doing well. <laughs> it's officially October. We have reached fall season officially, uh, and technically week five of the NFL season, which somehow seems remarkable, all things considered. It really does. Uh, it feels like we, I don't know, it's just so weird how it feels like we missed the beat in between the way things normally go. Like, it was such a shame not to watch the Titans play this Sunday. But It's been strange. Here. It's been strange. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of disappointing because I normally, and I think I mentioned this to you, I really enjoy when we have Monday off because then I can go hard while watching the game uh, and I get a pass for the next day where uh, the way this worked out, uh, you know, tomorrow uh, I'll have to, you know, hopefully be able to pump the brakes at the end of the game <laughs> if I can. <laughs> Try and make up for not having a game Sunday. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it's certainly been an odd stretch. I mean, you know, we're essentially coming off an unexpected early week four bye, which certainly was not <clears throat> intended. Um, the team has faced quite a few issues uh, with COVID-19. Um, but we also find ourselves, um, if everything goes as, as we hope, uh, hosting the Bills tomorrow night, Tuesday night game, uh, for the first time in a long time, NFL playing on Tuesday night in Nashville, um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's certainly been an odd couple of weeks. I, I dare say this has probably been the oddest two week stretch that our franchise has had maybe ever, but certainly in, in any recent years that, that come to memory. Um, and so it's, it's a little bit of a guessing game now in terms of the roster we'll have and, and what to expect from our, our game, hopefully tomorrow. And then even beyond that, but what is it that jumps out to you the most, or perhaps what have you found kind of the most compelling these these last few weeks with with the team being, you know, really just unable to to even practice or be at the facilities until just a few days ago? Yeah, um, I think what's been kind of compelling to me was probably the back and forth of he said she said about what the players were supposed supposed to be or not supposed to be doing yeah. um, during everything. I think that was a huge story, um, not this week, but last week for sure. Uh, you know, because when the defensive coordinator tested positive and he didn't travel with the team, and then, of course, they finally jumped into full-on protocol as the team started to have a positive cases. But then, as you know, they ended up, practicing outside the facility together which caused a firestorm because apparently the nfl you know depending on who you ask or the way the time frames worked out they were not supposed to gather like that uh outside of the facility even when the facility was closed but you know that sort of that that you know that wasn't a good look for the team but what made it worse was that players continually kept getting positives uh, on their test so it just made everything kind of roller coaster really bad and then you know we thought we were going to have two days to you know of no, no uh, positives and then we ended up you know having a positive test with a staff member which kind of cut the kibosh on that so I think it's just you know like I said I think the biggest story you know from everything that's going on is I think it's really just kind of understanding what where where did some 
like where was the gap in what the Titans were supposed to be or not supposed to be doing that could have maybe made things better or worse? You know, I think that's the part that I'm kind of most compelled to kind of understand, but I don't think we'll ever get the real answers until they uh, throw down the uh, punishment for whatever they feel we did, you know? Yeah, it's it's tricky at best. I mean, I you know the most one of the most recent updates we've we've heard, um, and this is as best we can tell, um, is just that when they got a little more into those communications once we did close our facilities down, and, and then from the time that happened to when we had a few outside practices, and then we just entirely stopped everything, the the phrasing that's come back on that has been that it was just a giant miscommunication. Um, and you know, I, I think there's responsibility all over the place here. I mean, I, I think that it certainly highlights some issues in how the NFL and how the teams, um, have, have decided to approach testing. I think it's super evident now that there's, there's some flaws in that. Um, I think it certainly shows that, you know, we as a, as a team probably could have and should have communicated better than we did. Um, even though it was a very, you know, rapid changing scenario. I mean, it seemed like for a few days there, you were getting updates or changes on what was happening every hour, you know, for those first few days. So I'm sure it was challenging to keep everyone on the same page, but that's also just the responsibility that falls on, you know, J-Rob falls on Vrabel to just make sure that everyone's on the same page. So you know, it, 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 like you mentioned, it's it's tough because we really don't have the best answer quite yet as far as how that went down. We know the outside practices that were held were prior to the official league memo that went out saying, you know, don't do that. And the only thing that I will say is at that time, at the time of those practices, we were still being told we were going to play Pittsburgh. So I, I think our our team mentality was – you know, to try to find a way to prepare as best we could. And then, of course, we, we had to essentially hold off even on that. And here we are. So um, it, it will certainly be interesting to see how this all turns out. I think that it's complicated for a lot of reasons, and, and not all of those reasons fall on the Titans. Um, I mean, we are still in a pandemic, and there are things about that that no one can control. Um so in a way, you want to try to recognize that and certainly, you know, all the players and, and coaches and staff that have, you know, become infected, we certainly wish them well and, and hope that they recover quickly and without any any other spreading to friends or family that they might have. Um, you, you just want to see people get well. And I think that's also where it's been tough because, you know, we, we've talked off air quite a lot about this last few weeks and that small market team, we've always wanted attention and now we have it, but it's not really been good attention. Um, and I think it's in a way been a little bit um, baffling for lack of a better word in terms of just the way that people have talked about the Titans and the amount of conclusions and judgment that I think people have jumped to. If this were anyone's team um, or if this were happening to this extent anywhere, this this isn't what anyone wants. Um, so all that to say, I mean, I think we'll certainly hopefully get some answers soon. Um, I'm, I'm hopeful that if this does turn out to be more of a miscommunication than anything, that the league is um, – considers that as best they can in whatever 
judgments they have so that we can continue to to get well as a as a football team and then of course just continue to play football yeah no i i think you hit the nail on the head i think the un, the attention that we received this last two weeks has been really negative and unfortunately there's really nothing we can do because you know like you said we are in the middle of a pandemic and these things are going to happen um so yeah i completely agree with everything you just said i i just i also kind of stand by you know what i said to you earlier and i think i even said on the show i i still think this issue is with the nfl not so much the titans i think the nfl should have created a stronger policy that all the teams had to follow and then forced us to follow that where they actually allowed the teams to come up with their own protocols and policy. And and then the teams were, I mean, I get it. They were given more autonomy to kind of work around their given situation, but, and I know that our protocols were approved by the league, but I still think if the league wanted us to do certain things, they should have just come down on all the teams and said, Hey, everybody's doing this. It's either our way or the highway and and actually have people making sure that the teams are following those policies where we basically had a, you know, the teams are policing themselves, which was kind of ridiculous now that this even happened, you know? Yeah, I think that's a great call out because what it almost seems like is, is it's almost like the NFL went into this season kind of just shh, just wanting everyone to kind of keep quiet about the fact that, well, what if something does happen? Right. And I'm I'm all for positive intent and and having the best of intentions into any scenario but there there had to be some kind of knowledge around the fact that look with the number of players and personnel even not having fans present you still have camera people and you have media and there's still a lot of people a lot of bodies involved to to a, a game of football taking place so you had to know that there was going to be something at some point whether it was week one or week 15 whatever so this just seems to expose uh, a harsh reality for the NFL that they didn't really seem to have thought through or that we can tell communicated much around, okay, if and when something does happen, here's how we want it to go. And I, and it's speculation, which I try to avoid. You know that I try to avoid that. But it seems to me that part of the reason why you haven't heard more from the NFL just yet on all of this is because there's just that simple fact of, there wasn't anything in a, there was no blueprint for this. Like, like so quickly people were like, well, why didn't Tennessee to do this? And why didn't Tennessee that wasn't in place? Right. I think that from our standpoint, we did the best that we felt we could to, you know, keep our team and the NFL and the PA all informed from the moment this all started to go haywire. So, you know, I think the NFL unfortunately is infamous for, just kind of not acknowledging when they fail. So I'm not expecting us to really get much of a, an explanation necessarily, but I, I do think that, you know, we're running out of, of time and, and options before they are, are really forced to kind of say, okay, we've got to revisit this and come up with a better contingency plan. Yeah. Yeah. No, they, they, they really need to, you know, clamp down on their stuff and really be on the same page. Um, I think the, you know, when you look at the fact that they're letting in fans into a game um, and and actually the first week of the NFL, you could see a lot of people on the sidelines not wearing masks. Um, It just seemed 
it seemed like the NFL just kind of said, and I think you actually, again, hit the nail on the head. Uh, you know, they kind of said, all right, these things could happen, but it's not going to really happen to us, even though it eventually did. And so they were totally comfortable with being so lax with masks and different things. And it just sort of backfired on them. Um, but, you know, and unfortunately the Patriots game got canceled altogether, you know, uh, which yep. is a shame. Uh, cause you know, that could have easily happened to us. I, I don't know how we lingered on to actually even play on Tuesday, uh, given that they were so like, all right, we're not even going to ha- do the Patriots game. So, yeah. um, so yeah, so I think, you know, everything, <laughs> everything that's gone on, I think we're very lucky to be playing on Tuesday. I think the NFL needs to check themselves before they wreck themselves because they should have really paid more attention to the details of what teams were doing. And I think they've really got to get a handle on what, what they want to see going forward. I mean, if they want to see fans in the stadiums yelling and screaming and, you know, possibly passing COVID to each other, then they got to be on board for that. Or they got to just be more stricter and say, no, we're not just going to have fans. I really don't think you can do these sort of like little groups and and think they're just going to get away with it every time you know so they just got to be really strict and you know because the the other the other option right is to go to a bubble which i don't think that would even work for the nfl honestly so it's it's tough for so many different reasons i mean it you know you you really can't make direct comparisons obviously the nba just completed the rest of their season it ended last night um, and they're they're probably the the prime example of this bubble scenario seeming to work, um, you know. But I I don't think there's a, a perfect one fit one size fits all approach. Um, I, I do want to say like you know, again we, we don't know yet what's been determined. Um, I, I thought it was interesting that that Kevin Byard referred to the investigation as more of a review. That was the word that he used, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and and I I do think it's tough because the media really just jumps onto things so quickly that it's hard to really tell what's accurate. And that's, that's been really frustrating in all this, but I I will say that if it turns out, you know, that, that part of the reason this got so bad is because, you know, we were foolish or we were negligent, then, you know, I, I think, you'll, you'll see us own that. Um, um, and, and obviously to some extent you would expect us to be responsible for that. Um, I think it's just tough when, when you're saying that someone broke rules that didn't exist. Right. And in a way that's kind of what this feels like. Um, it's yeah, tough. no, I, I couldn't agree more. It really does feel that way. And then I think what kind of hurt the Titans in a way was the way everything went down. So basically uh, Bowen couldn't get on the plane with them on Saturday, right? And so that was like so close to the game that I'm sure everybody was like, "Well, he tested positive." And again, I'm I'm just speculating. You know, I, I think they probably said, "All right, well, he, everybody's negative, and he tested positive, and he's not going to be in the game." So I think we should be good to go. And then they flew out, went on to have the game, which coincidentally, not one. Minnesota player tested positive from the game of potentially players that had uh, had COVID at the time or probably incubating it possibly, you know, in the game, they did none of them, none of it transferred. So that was really good. And, and I'm glad that that didn't happen to uh, the Vikings, but uh, yeah. And then, and then, you know, Monday, they probably kind of 
got to work and then realized like, holy crap, like we're actually having a breakout. But because of the way it happened, it seemed kind of sneaky that we didn't take Bowen with us. And then again, of course, you have the workout after hours after them kind of locking us down. It just kind of was a really bad snowball effect of crappy situations after a crappy situation. Yeah, domino effect. But I guess what's interesting, you know, is that there hasn't necessarily been any confirmation or talk that we broke protocols in terms of how all the testing went. I mean, you know, obviously Shane Bowen didn't travel with us because he tested positive. There weren't any others to indicate that it was being widespread. Um, so, I mean, it, it, it's tough. I mean, I think that I'm a little bit surprised, I should say, that someone hasn't made that argument of, because I haven't really seen much of it in terms of like, well, well should that Minnesota game have even happened? Because um, I think, you know, the way things are being done, there still would have been no indication for us to know game day that there, that there was an issue. Um, so it really seems like the focus has turned to, you know, were we just being negligent at practices at the facilities in terms of, you know, wearing masks? And then, of course, the other aspect <clears throat> has been these these off offsite practices that we, we ended up holding. So, um, <clears throat> you know, I think at the end of the day, um, I, I really hope and trust that, you know, what should happen does. Um, but I, I, I also think that you know, you're seeing other teams have this issue now. Of course, Patriots probably the more well-known team that that's having issues. I don't know what the NFL is expecting. Uh, not that I think it will get worse, but it's like they're running out of room and options for rescheduling, for canceling. We know that the forfeit doesn't really want to be brought in because that impacts pay for so many reasons. So I think I think for this season to actually get played fully or at least get played enough to have a substantial playoffs after the regular season, there's got to, they're going to have to come up with something even as a backup plan, just in case you start to see more outbreaks. Yeah. And I know that we've talked about this offline where, you know, they maybe even want to think seriously about hitting a pause button at this point to kind of realign everything. Cause like I said, I think the gaps in their policy and also just due to the nature of, the, the, the delay the natural delay with testing right because you have to still wait 24 hours to get the results back you know so it's it's not instantaneous yeah. in fact the instantaneous one is the <clears throat> least uh effective one it you know it has only an 85 percent accuracy rate you know which is you know it's not that bad but it's like when you're determining whether someone has a highly contagious disease yeah. it, it is it, that 15 percent makes a big difference you know <laughs> yeah and and that's where it gets complicated i mean and it, and it's not anyone's right. fault in that sense i mean you've got things like incubation period and there's there's time that a person can have it and not even know or test positive and still give it to someone else like it's it's just a very crazy thing that we are still trying to navigate um but one thing i wanted to ask you is you know <clears throat> it would there was this sense that at some point you really wanted to hear from the team or from the organization. Um, and, and of course they really waited until we actually ended up getting back in the facilities to do, to really say anything. Um, but I'm curious from your standpoint, once we finally got the team back to the facility um, and once you did hear from, from anyone with the Titans, whether it be players, coaches, whatever, I mean, what's been your impression of what the mindset 
seems to be from the team? Um, you know, it seems like they're – I mean, it seems like they want to play and they want to go on as business as usual. It It doesn't seem like everything that's happened has really changed anything from that mindset. Um, I do want to speak to a little bit how it was a little frustrating how, you know, there was like, you know, 10 players with COVID and, and them not being able to go to the facility and you'd click on the Titans app and it would have like, you know, Vrabel doing something, you know, it had stories like had nothing to do with any of that. You know, (laughs) Uh, I was a little frustrated at that. I'll be honest. And so I did kind of not appreciate like kind of looking at their, their app and, not seeing like anything that was like going on, which I thought was, you know, more important at, at the time, given the circumstances. But yeah, I, I think the team's on the same page with like, we're, we're here to play. They want to play. I mean, it's obvious they wanted to play really bad to have these uh, workouts outside of the facility. Right. I mean, to, to do that, I mean, yeah, it was really kind of a bonehead mood for them to possibly, in, you know, endanger themselves in passing it to each other. Cause from some of the pictures, it didn't look like they were wearing masks or anything. Um, but the the thing is, is that when you kind of take a step back, I think it just shows how bad they want to play, how bad they want to win. And, you know, I know that's probably not the scenario you want to see, right, with them doing that. But I think it, if you take a step back for a second, it does show, I think, how bad the team wants to win, how bad the team wants to play, how bad they want everything this year. And I just – I don't know about you, but I just I don't think I've ever seen the team want want it so bad. You know, like they just really want to get out there and prove themselves and win games. And I think in years past it was always kind of like, all right, well let's see how this week goes. You know, <laughs> so uh, so yeah, so that that was my takeaway from it. Uh, what what did you think about you know everything that you kind of heard once they finally did start talking? <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I certainly can see where, you know, it's tough to, you know, have everything going on in the headlines and, and like to just not really see or hear many updates from the actual team. And I noticed the same thing in terms of, you know, you'd see different reporters, you know, seemingly breaking news on this. And then you look at, you know, the Titans Twitter page and it would just <laughs> just nothing. Um, and it's tough because I think on the one hand, what we seem to get now from media is it's either like a, a, a jump or a rush to a conclusion or silence. And, you know, there's got to be some middle ground. I think that, that as a team, they, they could have just posted, you know, something along the lines of like, you know, you know, we're, we're currently away due to whatever we'll, we'll, you know, almost like a, we'll be back soon type thing. Something is right. always better than nothing. Um, but I also can understand you know, not wanting to speak to something that they they just weren't able to. Um, and then I also would say that I don't think anyone would have expected this to go on as long as it did. Um, so many days in a row with positive tests and, and all that. Um, as far as the team's mindset, I mean, I'm, I'm not surprised that if anything, it, to me, it was really awesome just to see the, the motivation that's there. Um, and I think sometimes when, something really frustrating that you can't control happens. And also when there's a lot of criticism, I'm always amazed at people taking criticism and turning it into motivation. So, you know, Bayard mentioned, you know, look, you know, we, we've, we've seen everyone that's saying things about us and, and we'll take note of that. And I love that. Like, I hope that we're able to take that and use it as motivation to go get another win. I mean, I think that there are plenty of people right now that, you know, for, for whatever reason, and, arguably understandably so just 
are very upset with our team, our organization. You know, I've se- I've seen everything from our season should be canceled to Vrabel and J Rob should be fired and banned <laughs> from football. Like I've seen I've seen so wow. many like uh, seemingly crazy claims at this point. But you know, like you mentioned, I think we still have a very <clears throat> strong-minded, focused team, um, and I I think that really goes back to you know, the off season that we had. Um, and so, you know, recently Rabel mentioned that, you know, the, the guys have really tried to stay engaged, even though this has all pretty much just been zoom meetings. Um, and so here we are uh, with it, with a chance to play football again. Um, so, so I, I think it's been good. I, I think, you know, I think it will certainly be interesting, like how this continues to develop just in terms of, um you know, how it's reported and when, but obviously the, the biggest response you'll see is going to be on the field. That's going to determine everything in terms of, of what happens yeah, next. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think it's definitely going to be motivation, and I think the, the Titans are going to definitely find a way to use it. So, One other thing I want to mention, too, is, you know, because you talked about, you know, practices and, and things like that, like the, the guy's not wearing masks. I think about some of the hard knock moments we, we had during the season this year with the chargers and Rams. You cannot tell me that every other football team out there has just managed to be perfect with wearing masks at all times, because constantly, even during those episodes, you would see a coach, you know, with a mask on talking to a player with no mask on, or, you know what I mean? Like vice versa, or you'd see, you know, player meetings where, they'd all be spread out, but no one had masks on. And one guy did like, there's been inconsistencies everywhere. And I'm not, I, I'm not saying that to justify what's happened or to justify anything that perhaps Tennessee has been you know, guilty of. But I think if you're going to say it's like, no, not, not everyone has it all times. And so that's where it kind of goes back to the NFL in terms of, you know, they've got to do more to provide a very clear picture of how they want this to go. Yeah, it's interesting you brought up Hard Knocks because uh, I, I agree. When you watch the show, uh, there's kind of times where you weren't sure uh, how seriously they were taking it due to like them not wearing masks or whatever, um, you know, in different areas. But I guess my counter argument to that was there is this one scene where the head coach of the uh, the Chargers, uh, the, the player came up to him and he was going to give him a hug because they were like saying bye to each other. And he like stopped him like dead in his tracks and said, Hey, put that mask right. on uh, before he got to him. So, I mean, I think you do have uh, some, some teams, you know, having a sense of like trying to be, uh, you know, good about everything. But I think to your point, it's, it's, and you know, it's really just human nature, right. That you, you just forget to put your mask on or, or whatever it may be. I mean, I know uh, for a while I was really good about putting mine on, but more recently, for some reason I've had more of a mental lapse and I'll get up out of my car, for example, and I'll get like halfway to where I'm going to, and then realize I don't have my mask yeah. and then have to run back to my car <laughs> where like, you know, five months ago I would have put it on no matter what, you know? So it's just weird how like that kind of happens to you. Like normally you just have those lapses, but yeah, I think, I think, you know, whatever happens happens. I mean, we have to take it on the chin if we did violate some sort of rules, but I think if the NFL, can look themselves in the mirror and try to figure out how to make things better and stricter for all the teams, then, you know, I think then whatever happens, you know, will be fair game because I still don't think they've done that where they've actually been honest with themselves, but that's neither here or there. And we probably should get 
to talking about the bills maybe yeah let, <laughs> let's do it um you know it's it's bittersweet because i know you and i were both really excited for you know the the steelers matchup that would have been three and oh versus three and oh um <clears throat> but the way things have played out we still are going to have quite a matchup of undefeated versus undefeated so the bills are four and oh um for the first time since 1992 and uh, wow. Tennessee is, of course, three and zero for the first time since two thousand eight. This is this is an epic game tomorrow. Like I, I kind of feel like like I'm okay with it being on Tuesday. Whatever, if it works out, awesome. I'll take it. I'll take Titans football any day of the week. Um, but I wish this game was getting better attention, and in, in the sense that this is a big game. I mean, this is there's only five undefeated teams left in the NFL, and three are in the AFC. So these are two of arguably the best teams in the league playing. And, and you look at just the overall picture, this is a huge game, of course, um, for division, for playoff seating down the road. This is just a huge game. Yeah, no, it really is. I mean, uh, I would dare to say this is a playoff game, you know, because we could very well be playing each other again uh, come, you know, January, you know, because the Bills obviously – are on pace to win their division yep. and it, and we're seemingly on the same pace as well. So we'll definitely, you know, see them again later on in the season for sure. Um, the bills are a great team. Uh, you know, I didn't get to watch as much film as I wanted due to some technical issues. Uh, <laughs> not having internet didn't, didn't help the last couple of days, but anyways, uh, so, but, but what I could see, I mean, they're just a really well-coached team. Um, they play really disciplined football. Um, their defense is really outstanding. Um, they're able to, you know, get to the, the ball quickly. Uh, they try to fake a lot of blitzes and try to lure you into uh, calling a max protect from the quarterback and trying to keep like the running back or a tight end in, which helps, you know, them kind of basically come out of blitzing. And then you've already kept everybody in. So then they have more guys to cover a few guys that are going out for passes so they have a tendency to try to fool quarterbacks into doing that because they really sell that they're going to blitz uh you know on certain plays um and when they do blitz they it's usually pretty calculated they really think they're going to win that matchup when they do blitz um and then they run laterally to the ball really well it's just a really fun team to watch from a defensive perspective they just do a really good job of all the things they're doing but i think tennessee uh you know might have a lot of uh, success running at them in the middle. It seems like they uh, hustle to the ball really well, but I think if we're able to run up the middle, uh, they have a tendency to play a lot of zones coverage. So I think if they we can get past that first level, Henry might have uh, a lot of luck getting past you know the level after that. So um, so yeah, those are a couple of things I noticed. But yeah, this is a big game. I mean, there's two really successful teams, so I'm really excited to see it tomorrow. Yeah, and you know, the Bills are, are actually quite a balanced team. I and mean, you talked about the defense, um, and it's good that their defense is fun to watch because I don't think that their offense is fun to watch. Like, they're they're just kind of a, a bland team. It's almost like watching the Rams where you're like, well, this is football, but it's not very exciting. <laughs> um, but they are an efficient team. I mean, uh, according to Football Outsiders, you know, they're, they're fourth in total yards. They're fifth in points, fifth in efficiency. And, you know, you really have to give a lot of credit to Josh Allen. He's in his third year. And he's his first year, he was 53% uh, as far as completing passes. That barely moved the needle last year to 59%. And he's this year throwing 71%. 
So wow. he's obviously made some some really great strides, and you you've also got to give a lot of credit to, you know, Sean McDermott and the Bills organization in terms of just really building a team around him to try to use utilize his skills. And he's he's a unique guy because I think he scrambles really well, um, but he likes doing that outside. Um, so, you know, you mentioned, you know, blitzing for the Bills defense. I think, you know, with our defense, if we can get to the edge, that's when you see Allen typically struggle. He doesn't really like plays that force him to go up to the middle. Um, and they're, they're definitely a, a pass heavy team. Um, Stefan Diggs is having a really good year. He's got at least six catches in three games and two games already with 110 plus yards. Um, so they're definitely like to pass the ball and, and, you know, going back to, to Allen, I mean, he, he hasn't had any more than 12 incompletions per game. So he's, he's really throwing the ball pretty well. Um, but I think this is going to be a, a very like classic football match in the sense that these games between the bills and the Titans historically are close. So if you go back, the last five games have been decided by seven points or less. And that goes back to 2011. Um, this is painful, but our last win against the bills was actually in 2012. Yeah. I don't know how that's possible, but that was so long (laughs) ago that Chris Johnson and Ryan Fitzpatrick were on the Titans roster. That's too long. That's too long. Yeah. Yeah. We, we gotta, (laughs) they really do play us tough. And like you said, all the games are really close. You know, um, I, I, I still remember when Josh Allen was a rookie, uh, Dick LeBeau was the defensive coordinator at the time, and he had some crazy record against uh, rookie quarterbacks. Like he was super successful against them because he would just figure out ways to to trick them or whatever. Um, and, and that year, uh, the Bills beat us. Uh, we sort we sort of seemingly beat ourselves because we ended up dropping a ball that I think would have gotten us where we needed to go, but we ended up losing that game. And uh, you know. It's one of those things where I think Josh Allen is a, a really budding star. And to the point you made, the Bills went out and got him a number one receiver, you know, with Stefan Diggs. And that really just, lit, you know, turned up their offense. I mean, it really, he's really lighting it up right now, uh, just throwing deep to him. And of course, they, you know, if they don't run the ball, I think as good as we do, but they sort of have a two tier attack. So they don't just focus on with one running back. I, I know single Singletary's one of them. I forget the other guy's name, uh, but they just, you know, like you said, it's very boring, but they just find ways to beat you just basically doing those boring things. But, you know, if you sleep on digs, I mean, he's going to, he's so fast and he's so uh, uh, long that you can just throw the ball up and he'll come down with it, you know? So he's definitely going to give our secondary uh, a big test, but at the same time, we've already faced um, some pretty decent receivers, uh, you know, that are at at his caliber like you know minnesota had Thielen, which we kind of seemingly shut down for most of the game um you know and and i think we're able to handle uh you know big receivers like that so it's going to be a a really interesting matchup for the defense to go against the offense but you know coming back to i think the point you made is that josh allen is a star and he's gonna you know definitely try to you know throw everything at us that he can you know, yeah, Allen is actually two and zero against the Titans. 150 yards, uh, two TDs, two interceptions in those two games. Of course, 
you know, last year, I hate to bring it up because I know it's not a great memory for you. You were there in person, but last year was just a weird game. We had all those missed field goals. Um, and then of course we just really weren't able to score down the stretch to lose that game. Um, but there's some interesting things about, I think really our team and the Bills team going into this game in that, you know, the Bills have played obviously an extra game than we have, <clears throat> but really you could argue that this matchup is each team facing the best team they've faced all season. I mean, right. Buffalo played the Jets. I, I don't even know if you can count that because are the, the Jets <laughs> are like a D-League football team, if that. But they had the Jets, Dolphins, Rams, Raiders. And and look, yes, the Rams are playing better than they did last year. Yes, the Raiders are arguably playing better than they did last year. But none of the teams that the Bills have played so far this year were playoff teams last year. Right. Um, but even for, for us, I mean, we've had Denver, Jacksonville, Minnesota. Those really just aren't – I mean, Minnesota has their moments, and, and maybe they've been on a, on a downward slope here. But all that to say, like, I think really this is going to be the best test for each team because this really is the first time that I think each team is going up uh, an overall talented team that really tries to play complementary football. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's going to be a, a definitely a test of both teams. Like you said, I don't think we've played a team of this caliber yet, so it'll be a good test for us. Unfortunately, it's coming off kind of a weirdness of two weeks and possibly, you know, practice squad guys <laughs> stepping in for some of the players. Uh, but, you know, that's, you know, that's just the way it's got to be. So, you know, I mean, I don't mean to get all negative, but I really see us struggling tomorrow you know, and it's going to be really hard to kind of think that we're going to win. And I don't mean that because we're a bad team or that the Bills are that much better. I just think all the circumstances leading up to this game, uh, even though the players have definitely the right attitude and the coaching staff has the right attitude as well, I just think it's going to be too much for them to overcome uh, this kind of a team. So, you know, but I, like I said, I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer on this. I just, uh, it's just going to be such a tough game because this is such a really good team you know, that we're playing tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, I agree. It's going to be, I think, our toughest game yet. And, you know, I've been trying to think all day today, especially about this idea of, you know, balancing like when, how to look for ways that you could win a game versus just expectations that say, you know, this probably isn't a game we're going to win. Mm -hmm. Um, And to kind of play both sides of that, I mean, look, the Bills have been in close games. Like their, their average margin of victory is like, barely over five points this year. So it's not like they're winning these games, you know, super decisively. They've had close games just like we have. Bills have also had at least one turnover in three of their four games. So they're not perfect. They definitely fumble the ball. Um, And this is something that really stood out to me in, in looking over the Bills so far is that one of the things that they have not had to do yet this entire season is play from behind. And and I and maybe it's like a super obvious thought here, but to me, the only way Tennessee wins tomorrow night is if we are able to get the lead, get some stops defensively, and then give the ball to Derrick Henry. Like, like because the Bills just have not – they literally not a single game this year. They haven't trailed at half or at the start of any fourth quarter in any game. So they haven't faced that reality of, okay, you know – down to the last quarter, we're trailing, whether it's three points, seven points, whatever, we've got to find a way to score. And I think you could argue that our defense, especially late in games, when we've gotten a lead, has found ways to step up. So 
I definitely would concede that, you know, we're obviously coming off just a very odd, unprecedented stretch for any football team. We're not going to be 100%. We're going to have some guys that are going to have to step up that we might have to look up their names online just to make sure we know who the (laughs) hell they are. I don't know. But I really believe that that's really one of the only ways to look at us winning this game is, you know, hopefully it's a close game. We can keep the turnovers going. They also give up sacks. Like, they're not perfect. I mean, you've had multiple sacks on Allen in two of their four games and at least one per game. So it's a huge opportunity for, I think, especially Clowney, you know, Beasley. Um, It's killing me that we're not going to have Simmons because, I mean, probably not going to have Simmons unless something crazy happens. But, you know, we we got to step up defensively to really force some pressure. Um, But to me, that's the only way we win is to to get the lead, force them to play from behind and and bring the pressure. Yeah, no, I think you – the point you made is probably the one thing I would fall back on is that Henry has to have probably his biggest – if not his biggest game he's had all year – and I don't really mean that from like him having like 200 yards and four touchdowns. What I mean is to seemingly keep moving the chains. You know, he's got to mm. he's got to have that game. I mean, he's got to put lay it all out for this game because, to your point, we got to keep Josh Allen off the field. And you know, the only way to do that is to eat up clock with Henry. They are uh, allowing about 100 yards a game, which is right around. You know, that's right around what Henry could do, you know, at any given time, right? <laughs> hundred yards, he, he kind of sneezes at that, right? Doesn't care. Uh, so, I mean, if he can, you know, bust through that, that defense, which is very well, they're really good at moving laterally. So I think the way to go with Henry in this game would be to run seemingly right at him uh, and not try to actually bounce the outside. Cause I just don't think we're going to have any luck and you'll probably see it tomorrow with a lot of plays where he tries to get to the outside and he's just not going to have any luck. And you're going to see a lot of those three, three, three yards and kind of tackle plays, unfortunately, uh, just due to how, how good they move laterally. But at the same time, like you said, they aren't perfect on defense. Uh, they really don't rush the passer that well because they don't blitz that often. They only go, they have kind of seemingly the same kind of front that we do in the sense that we only usually rush four guys. Right. But you can easily beat four guys with five guys. You know what I mean? Like it's you're you're yeah. always outnumbering that. So as long as uh as long as uh the line plays up to par, which you know, uh I think Luan's you know he's questionable for the game, but I think he's probably going to play. Um, you know I th- I think uh you know as long as the line holds up, we won't really. Ha- I don't think Tannehill's going to see too many guys in his face. I mean it's not. But the thing is they are kind of tall. So I could see some balls getting batted and those kinds of things just because they're kind of tall and lanky style uh, rushers. But I don't think they're the type of rushers that just kind of like break free every time. It's it's not like that. They don't have a guy like Simmons on their front or a guy like Clowney, for example. So I think we're going to be able to manage that. It's just whether Tannehill can find the holes in their zone, which they play very good, good at, you know, uh, and see if he can just kind of break through that. But if Henry has a big game, I think it's it's totally going to be on our side because, like you said, I think if we get ahead, will they be able to handle the adversity of that? And then I think also normally when Henry just starts running really well, it just starts to beat down the defense, you know, and they just get to that point where they don't want to tackle him anymore in the fourth quarter, you know, and hopefully we get there. Yeah, and I think it's going to be really interesting to see what game plan Arthur Smith comes out with. I mean, we're – 
you know, it's tough, but, you know, unless something radical, I think, happens in the next 24 hours or so, you know, we'll be without Corey Davis and Adam Humphreys on the offensive side. And, and look, those are, those are two major weapons. I mean, Humphreys, especially on third downs, has, has been huge. And, of course, Corey Davis has really stepped up, you know, with A.J. Brown being out. So, in a way, you could look at that and, and assume that we're going to have to rely more on running. You know, maybe this is going to be a good moment for Darrington Evans, you know, to get some more action as well. Um, I think our screen game has been – I think we haven't seen – uh, issues with it like we saw in the past where it was just like a tons of penalties or it just didn't go anywhere but we also haven't quite managed I think to use it in rhythm well so you know maybe that's something that can play into it but you know I think they're going to have to be focused on on wearing the bills down I mean we I think we got spoiled to this you know last year especially down the stretch into the playoffs where it just seemed like it didn't matter who we were playing we just found a way to do that and we've just we've got to find a way to do it again we've got to get Henry the ball whether it's, you know, few passes here and there to get going. And look, you know, you mentioned you you might see some some shorter runs at first. I, I think you would take that early on if it kind of just helps get things going. Um, because, look, you give Henry the ball enough times in a row, and especially if we're able to get even one first down, as a defense, you're going to have to play to that. And as soon as you play to that, we can kill anybody with the pass. So I, I trust Tannehill to um, – to kind of be able to manage the zone, as you mentioned. So it'll be interesting. We're, we're going to have to rely on some things to keep going for us. I mean, we, we actually have, we're, we're scoring 4.8 points per red zone drive since last year. And that's actually tied for best in the league. So being efficient, you know, on offense, I mean, I appreciate Goskowski, but we got to <laughs> stop kicking field goals. We got to score touchdowns. Um, you know, Khalif Raymond, I think, has been huge for us. That that could also be a weapon to throw in the mix. So it, it's going to be <clears throat> a tall order. But, but you know, all you can do at this point is just game plan and prepare as best you can and then go out there and try to execute. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a good take on the game. Uh, you know, I think uh, it'd be nice to see Darrington Evans get involved in the game. But I actually think uh, if they're smart, they might take advantage of McNichols. I think he's been kind of a nice surprise this year. Um He's been catching sure. balls, you know, out of the backfield, uh, which has been really helpful. The nice thing is, is that uh, the Bills uh, don't really blitz that much. They just fake a lot of like they're going to blitz. Uh, so that'll leave McNichols or Henry, for that matter, to run out and catch a, a small ball, you know, like a short pass. So uh, I think it'll it'll be kind of nice to see them get involved from that aspect, which I think Tannehill is going to really have to go through his progression and get to that point because uh, – you know, if Henry can catch a few balls out of the backfield and, and you know, McNichols for that matter, um, and then mix it up with running right at them, I think we'll have a lot of success tomorrow. But, you know, hopefully without having Humphreys and Davis, that doesn't set us back too bad. You know, luckily Arthur Smith was a former uh, tight ends uh, coordinator. So, uh, yep. you know, I'm sure if it was up to him, he would just throw the tight ends all day. So, <laughs> Hey, and look, whatever it takes to get a win. I, I, I think in a weird way, there's almost been like a, a sense of like disappointment in how we've won games, but I, look, if we keep winning games, we keep winning games. That's what it's all about. Um, it will be interesting to see what happens. I mean, there is potential for AJ Brown to play. Um, I, I'll admit I'm on the fence on this just because 
I mean, I, I trust, you know, team doctors and if they say he's good to go, he's good to go. But <clears throat> everything I've, I've read and heard about, you know, the, the bone bruise that he has is that it's a very odd, unique, difficult injury to, to properly heal and play on. So I'm curious, like, do you think that that's a case where they should really try to get him out here so that our offense has more help? Or should we be more cautious and, and try to give him even more time to rest? I think we should be more cautious, honestly. Um, you know, and again, I don't mean to wave the white flag today, but I think even though how important this game is, I don't think it's worth risking, you know, a franchise receiver like that, uh, it, given the circumstances and saving him hopefully for, you know, a rundown Texans team the next, you know, on Sunday. So I, I personally would probably err on the side of safety and, and not let him go. I think this is a big game and I don't think we can, you know, beat that, you know, beat that dead horse anymore. But I think at the same time, I don't think it's worth risking uh, AJ because he's such an integral part of our offense. I think we're really going to need him in, you know, December, uh, November type of time frames when, things are getting really close to the, the playoffs. So I'd really like to see him healthy again and have, you know, another 900 yard season that he had last year, you know? So um, that's personally where, how I feel about it, uh, you know, just to give him an, another week's rest. Yeah. And this is kind of a, a bit of a segue, I think, into this idea too, that, you know, you don't want to look ahead. Obviously we, we are focused and have to be focused on tomorrow night, but there's potential for us to have a very quick turnaround um, and to be playing again this Sunday hosting the Texans. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, it's unique in the sense that, you know, we can't rely on anything other than a chance to play tomorrow. And basically come Wednesday, we've got to be ready to essentially lock in and focus on the next opponent. And so to that point, it's kind of like, if you're able to buy some of these guys even a few more days time to, to get healthy, it's probably prudent to do that. Um, every game is important. I think this game tomorrow certainly could have major implications, but you know, I, I think that we are doing as much as we can, all things considered to, to, to be ready. So um, in, in, yeah. What, what do you, what do you have the score at tomorrow? What, what are you thinking in your head? Cause we always kind of do a, who's going to win and score. And so I'd like to see what, where, where, no. where you're landing on that, you know, to be honest, I haven't thought too much about like what the score might be. Um, I, I, I really kind of see this being a bit of a, a slug fest in a way. Um, but I, I don't think either team will score beyond 24 points. I'll say that much. Um, I think it's going to be a, a pretty even even keeled game for the most part. I, I don't know. It's it's really tough for me because I'm I'm torn between what I know we could do to give ourselves a chance to win, and and also just the reality that we might just not be quite where we need to be, you know, to to play. So, um, what's your thought? Well, you know, again, not to you know <laughs> give any bad vibes for the team, but I think we drop, you know, the game tomorrow, unfortunately, and we face our first loss um but i think it's important how we lose and what i mean by that is that it i hope it's a super close game and it comes down to a field goal of that sort so i kind of have the game probably with the bills at 24 you know with titan 17 um you know uh realistically (laughs) i think i think that's where my head is that we end up 
you know, tomorrow. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I hate to say that because I hate saying that we're going to lose a game, you know, but I'm just trying to be honest. I, I think I think we just have too much stacked against us, and it's just been such a turbulent week. Um, but that being said, I think if you if we do end up winning tomorrow with the JV roster, uh, I think that's huge for our team, and it would definitely just skyrocket us, uh, skyrocket us into like another level because winning with backups against a premier playoff team division, probably a division winner, uh, that's huge. So if we can pull that off, that'd be awesome. But I think the the more <laughs> reality in me, uh, it's hard to say, but I just don't think we pull it out tomorrow. So. It's understandable. I, and look, I mean, I think we're, we both try to be as, you know, as honest as we can with all of this. I, I think for me, the other thing too, is that <clears throat> I won't, I won't really feel good about this until I wake up tomorrow and get a notification that, you know, all the tests were negative again. So and, and until I see that ball get kicked in the air and know that the game's actually started, I don't know if I'll believe <laughs> it's going to happen, but <clears throat> But yeah, I mean, look, I think it's, you know, certainly a lot of what's happened last few weeks isn't necessarily what you'd want to see, but, you know, this is a really great test for our team. Um, and I think, um, you know, whether it's a, a win or a loss, whether we're able to execute and play well or not, I think, you know, this is a chance to <clears throat> to really see what we're made of. And uh, yeah, it's just exciting anytime we get a chance yeah, to play. You know, in, I was going to ask you in your film review, was there anything, a matchup, that you see we should that we should you know me and the fans that we have out there should look for tomorrow uh going up against the bills offense from you know a lot of the review you did yeah i mean i i really think it this this is the the game i mean i talked offensively that i think you know henry's got to dominate for us i think defensively this is the game for Clowney to show up um, and I don't mean that he hasn't shown up. I think we've seen some some good moments from him each week so far. But what really stands out watching the Bills is, again, they, they don't do well if you get pressure on the edge. Um, so Allen can definitely run, and he likes to scramble, but it's always to the outside. Um, most of the time, if if you have a sack or or get any kind of, you know, broken up plays, it's because he's forced to go up the middle. So I think this is a key game for, for Clowney to really show his presence there. Uh, the other thing, though, to look out for is the Bills are a little bit sloppy when they do run. They don't run a lot. They're not known as a running team. They're almost dead last in rushing, but they, they fumble. Um, and so, you know, I, I think our tackling is, has, for the most part, been good this year. Sometimes you see that player try to go for the strip as opposed to just the tackle, but – I think it's something else to look out for um, is ways to, to force a turnover and give the ball right back yeah. to the offense. No, that's a really interesting take on it. I didn't realize that they, you know, put the ball on the ground so much, but that would definitely change the, uh, I guess the pace of the game tomorrow. And it'd be good to see the defense come away with one, you know, pick six would be amazing. I think Byard's Byard is so due <laughs> for an interception. My my ideal scenario for this game is that we have the lead. It's the end of the game. The Bills get the ball last. Pick six. Byard <laughs> ends it. That's that would be. Maybe that's a fantasy. That's that would be ideal. I, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> it's weird because it feels like we haven't had football in years. It only it only takes a few oh, weeks. Oh no, it does. It, feels it really like does. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, yeah. I mean it. it it just really sucked not watching 
football yesterday. And then, you know, my wife's clearly a Packers fan. So uh, they were on a bye week. So I didn't even have like my, you know, kind of secondary team to root for. So it was kind of, yeah, was kind that's of an empty week. In a lot of ways, it's as weird as that sounds. But uh, yeah. my neighbors who are really cool and, you know, hang out and stuff, you know, they're, they're kind of, a, it's kind of funny. They're practically the whole NFC West because uh, my, Next door neighbor is a Cardinals fan, and my buddy Tom on the other street, he's a Niners fan, and then Dan, who lives on that same street, is a Seahawks fan. So <laughs> we just need a Rams fan. Yeah, we just need a Rams a fan. A bit of everything. We can the division. So <laughs> you should you should see if Tom will give us an official statement on Garoppolo getting benched. You know, he to really know. wants to be on the show. Uh, and Tom, if you're actually listening to this, uh, you need to get on here. <laughs> Tom, if you're listening, I'd like a statement. I'd like a, I'd like some understanding of Garoppolo getting benched. <laughs> yeah, he, he was supposed to come over yesterday, and he didn't make it over. But seeing how awful they played yesterday, I don't blame him. <laughs> yeah, and and we we were hoping to have your other buddy, who's a Bills fan, on here for for this one. So we're we're definitely going to try to get. Um, some guests so to speak going which would be fun um what we could do is maybe we could have your bills fan buddy on here after the game to get sort of some yeah thoughts on, i think that's actually not a went. bad idea because uh i think he would do a really good job on the show and he's uh, been a diehard bills fan and, and you know it's kind of bittersweet with this week really because this was the game i was actually going to travel to watch again in nashville and so i would have yep. theoretically been flying back today uh, from the game so it's kind of unfortunate that it just all didn't work out that way but uh yeah we could try to see if we can get him on and we can see if we can get tom on and, and uh it'd be fun to have some guests to kind of mix it up i think there's a lot of people out there who have a lot of good opinions and you know it's actually kind of interesting it's been a real conversation conversation starter by saying that i do a podcast you know i i'm just really surprised by yeah. the reaction i get from people so uh you know and, and i know tom's really interested in coming on the show he, i know he really wants to be on it really bad but I, I just think it's kind of cool to be able to say that and you know i, I just really like how like everybody's really positive about it i think it's like super cool <laughs> yeah i think it's good to hear it's it's uh because i think when we started this like you know in a way it felt cliche because it seems like everyone has a podcast for something by now but um i'm glad that we started doing this it's been great to hear you know people's feedback and certainly appreciate anyone that takes the time to listen so goal is to just keep building and and growing this thing in a way that that makes it uh remain fun and uh yeah i think adding guests would be would yeah be cool for at sure. some point, so um so where does that leave us with the show do we have anything other topics to to review i think we're down to threads <laughs> if anything uh, yeah, let's go for it. Uh, so I, you know, heard the rumor mill, you got some, uh, a gift card to, uh, fanatics. So I was curious if, uh, if you've, uh, purchased true. anything with it yet. <laughs> well, it's a great question, Ruben. Uh, I can't imagine who that's coming from. Um, look, I think, uh, I don't know what the deal is. It's like, as soon as I get a gift card, they stop with the, with the sensible sales. So they they basically have been running every possible outcome that right. doesn't include Nike, um, and anyone that knows me knows that I'm a big proponent of Nike. So 
if we have any fanatics uh, representatives listening or tuning in, it'd be great if you could include <laughs> Nike for once uh, sometime soon. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, look, they, they have added some new, um, you know, sideline gear, which is always awesome. Uh, the salute to service gear this year is unreal. Um, really impressed with some of that that's, that's shown up. Um, but I got to say, I mean, I think like Dick's Sporting Goods seems to still have like just this treasure trove of gear that I'm not seeing anywhere else. So major shout out to them. I feel like if we had a sponsor, <laughs> we should start with them. Um, I don't know. It's just an idea. But uh, we, we, yeah. we need to be like that guy on TikTok that uh, – just skateboarded and sang a song drinking ocean spray and uh no and, uh, i know what you're talking about and i hate that uh, what you're no, talking i'm just about, saying like no. uh we got to do something like that so that uh you know ocean spray ended up buying him a new truck uh so uh we need Dicks to somehow get on their radar so that they can send us uh free gear <laughs> i i just want whatever reason i'm picked up finally for to be a little more substantial um but yeah, I mean, kudos to the man riding a scooter and drinking <laughs> yeah. juice. Right. Yeah. What a concept. Uh, I mean, look, he puts in way less time researching. He's got it figured so out. He's obviously, he's obviously on to something. No, I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I, it's just funny how how things work, right? In in real life, I guess you know, I grind it out every day, uh, forty hours a week, you know, and it's just like I still haven't, you know struck lightning yet you know so uh <laughs> one of these days we're doing it yeah. right now we just gotta, uh, we just gotta but stick no, with co- it coming back to your point with dicks they do really have a lot of really good gear and in fact i think they're having a one day sale right now um so but yeah they've been you know mm-hmm. upping their sales game you know it's nice that they they throw around 20 25 percent off the nike stuff they don't really seem to hold back on that we're like fanatics is kind of uh, judicious about who gets the discount or not, which is really frustrating. Um, and it was funny because I thought giving your uh, birthday present a little early would uh, s- catch a sale before this game. And it, and, and even with the game getting extended, I, I thought, well, that's even better. You got more time to uh, possibly catch a sale. But I've gone on there every day, and it's just been crap, you know. So, uh, you know, yeah. it's like, I don't know. And, and what's funny is that t- tomorrow after the game, it's, they're going to have like that 30% sale, right? <laughs> oh, for sure. As, as soon as the game ends, you know they'll have like some 30% off and yeah. free shipping no matter what it is type sale. So it's all right. We'll take it. We just need them to, to wake up to it. So. Did you, uh, are you going to get any uh, – what did, yeah. would you have your eye on if there was a sale? Well, so there's a new sideline hat that's tremendous. Um, it's it's kind of a light gray, which is which is different. It doesn't really, it's not so matchy compared to some of the other gear that there is. Um, but it's just kind of a cool, unique, simple design, which is sharp. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm torn. Besides that, like, there's there's so many different types of like gear, so to speak, or or even just like stuff that sometimes I don't think of. Like, I'll suddenly notice, you know you know koozies and things like that where you're just like man why do i not have like 19 of those so i don't know but but also i mean there's some some updated uh face masks which are cool um and i think you know that concept is is going to be with us for a while so I, I may probably invest in a few of those just to make sure i'm compliant in case the nfl decides to broaden their investigation <laughs> you know to those doing podcasts about the Titans. you never know so 
just want to be just <laughs> want to be transparent you know the, uh, tape this just to be part of the <laughs> follow the rules yeah. we should we should put out a statement after this that it's possible that we might not have been wearing masks during the previous <laughs> podcast episodes, but going forward, we definitely will. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, I do like the new sideline height. I think it's pretty cool. Uh, I like how they're doing that little stitching on the side of the like little bands of the colors. Uh, they they kind of did that on the other sideline hat, too. Yeah. Um, those little details I always think are kind of cool. Um, so, yeah, now I, I was sporting my... Uh, visor yesterday and I, I just love wearing that thing this year's visor is like so awesome so uh but yeah no I, I think there's some really good stuff out there and so hopefully um we can get our hands on it if they had a decent sale you know yeah come on step up their game. i know <laughs> one of these days <laughs> one of these days <laughs> So we'll we'll see how this goes. Maybe we can try to get another episode um, really before the week is up. So this might be the first week with two episodes if we can pull it off because um, I, I don't necessarily get the sense that the lead's going to want to reschedule, push another game. So we'll probably have a Tuesday then Sunday scenario. Yeah, it could I be, wonder how that's going to work. Be something. What is your take on how they'll work out practice for uh, the Texans game? Because we're playing tomorrow – and normally in a given week, they don't really practice on Monday and they kind of get back to the facilities like on Tuesday. But then that would be Thursday of this week, only leaving them Thursday, Friday, Saturday to prepare. So uh, how do you think that's going to work yeah. out? Just a quick thought. I, I, I think it, in a way, I think it's going to depend on the Bills game in that we've obviously had to rely more on – walkthroughs than anything um you know so when you've got essentially you know three days to prepare for a game you know you're you're probably going to lose at least one of those days to more of a walkthrough than a practice so i would imagine you'd probably have two practices one walkthrough leading up to the game um so you know it's it's tricky but i think in a way i think this kind of goes back to they tried to establish a good you know, ongoing sort of virtual communication with the team, you know, during the off season. So they're trying to kind of rely on that now. So all that to say, I think if we play well enough uh, tomorrow night, I think that will say a lot about how we were able to prep for that game. And then you'll probably see something similar be used um, for the Texans game. And then of course, ideally we would be on track um, with that full week to prepare for those <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, I, I think that's going to be such a tough game. It's probably one of the games I'm really excited about because I think uh, it'll, again, much like this game doesn't really feel quite the same just because of all the, I guess, torment that went on the last two weeks. But it's going to be seemingly the same thing where we're going to be tested by a real kind of playoff contender type of team. So I am really excited for that week. Uh, and hopefully we're able to walk over the Texans on Sunday just because, well, they're the Texans. So, you know, um, but. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's Coachless crazy. Texans O'Brien now. getting fired after a zero and four start. I I didn't see that coming. I, I actually kind of think that was counterproductive for the franchise. I think they should have wrote O'Brien out. I mean, you know, uh, just because, you know, it was hmm. it was his idea to kind of you know trade away Hopkins uh you know bring in 
uh, that running back from the Cardinals, uh, and then you know do all these like weird, really odd moves that everybody scratched their head on. But I mean, it was his vision. They should have just let him ride it out. Only reason being is that now you're gonna have you know Cornell, the interim coach kind of working with a team that like nobody would have wanted you know what I mean like I think it's kind of odd that they just didn't let him kind of finish it out considering that he he actually has a really good winning record for the Texans I mean he was like you know compared to other coaches he's he's actually a pretty winning coach you know so uh, I was just surprised that he was on such a short leash but whatever you know so (laughs) well that's kind of a that's kind yeah. of a little uh, glimpse into our next episode, really, because uh, we'll have we'll have Texas yeah, next really, yeah. the Bills. So, so. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Prologue, if you will, there, everyone. <laughs> well, I mean, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I think uh, hopefully, um, I mean, I'm always going to hope for a win, but I think it's just going to be good if we can get through another uh, day without any positive tests to just have another game um, to see our team play. Um, and, and again, I want to reiterate that, you know, certainly recognize that there's, there is more to life than football. So to the guys that are currently, uh, you know, battling uh, COVID, whether they've got symptoms or not, hopefully you will get well. Um, hopefully friends and family as well, stay safe. Um, you know, really, really not going to wish this upon anyone. And I know it's not just our team that's been impacted. So I'll, I'll try to be kind and extend that to to anyone else in the league. That's that's dealing with this, you know, just, just want to see guys able to compete uh, and stay healthy. Um, But our squad, especially. Yeah, no, I feel the same way. I really hope the players don't uh, suffer anymore or have any adverse effects from COVID. I know that there's a lot of lingering type of, symptoms that go on even for asymptomatic people um, that experience later down the road so i hope that they're not part of that group and uh, like you said the staff who probably works if not as hard as the players do preparing for every week that they get well too and that their families are safe too so um yeah i think it's i think the the team really needs uh, some good news and i hope tomorrow the good news is that nobody else has tested positive you know And also, hopefully, your Wi-Fi is restored as soon as possible, because it's 2020 and it is ridiculous to have to exist at all without Wi-Fi. I can't get Wi-Fi. Gosh, unbelievable! Unbelievable! All right. Uh, Well, yeah, man. I think this has been good. Um, Let's try to get some of these other guys on at some point. But uh, appreciate those that that are listening when you listen and uh, hopefully we'll be back in a few days to talk about some things that went well for the Titans. All and, right. Sounds uh, good. Look ahead to that next Appreciate game. Everything, everybody and everybody that listens. Thank you. All right. Bye. Up, Titans fans. Two tone take.